Hello and welcome back to the Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. So apologies, I have a little bit of a what's it what's the term that you use? Cough. Yeah, sore throat. Um my voice is a little bit hoarse. Like a Shetland pony. Um <laughs> Alright, if you're joining us for the first time, we're the Duchess and the Baron. We are a married couple. Um, like I say at the beginning, it could have been it should be the Duke and the Duchess, but that doesn't have the f- same phonetic power as uh, the Duchess and the Baron. Um, so this is our podcast. We also have a blog, and the majority of our content that gets posted daily is on Instagram, which is Dutch and Baron at Dutch and Baron. But it's not like the Netherlands people. It's D U C H and Baron. It's not an ampersand, is it? It's not no. the it's not the No, it's the word and. And Baron. Um yep. and we post a lot of the kind of the, the content that we're gonna put on today. It usually is linked previously, or there's some stuff that we're gonna um, talk about uh, on today. So <coughs> excuse me. What do we have on for today? <laughs> oh excuse you. Yes, so today um, we always start off with a royal cocktail and a little trivia about one of the royal family members, and then we will get into the royal events of the week. And this week, um, we also do usually do like a royal day in history, but I think that's going to tie in with our main topic, correct, Baron? Yes, it's going to be very, very interesting. Are you trying to be like Margaret Thatcher or something like right now? No, I wasn't, oh. but I, I can do. <laughs> there Gosh, you go. Dennis, I do not want to go to Palmer. Dennis! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. How was our week this week? Did you have a good week? Mine? Before? Yeah. Other than your voice? Yeah. I mean, we live together and we work seven feet. Well, I don't know how many feet. Twelve I don't know how far your office is from mine. It's pretty close. It it was a long week. <laughs> it felt long. It was a slow week, yeah. And I'm on my new health kick diet. Yeah. You went to the gym. You're eating greens. Yes. Look at you. Cut out creamer. So no sugar in my diet. Um, No uh, carbs in my diet. Think about it. Sure. Yeah. So it's a week of Is that. sweet potato carbs? Because we just had that. Not really. Tonight. Oh, not really. No, and also, like, I, I know we're drinking wine. That probably has some sugar content. But there's no soda. Mm-hmm. No sweet stuff. All. Did you eat your cookie your daughter made you today? For her. <laughs> I ate it for her. Well, well, we'll check back in to see how you're doing next week. Yep. If I do four weeks in a row, I can buy myself some... Nice things from soccer jerseys. Okay, um, how was your week? It was good. You came out today, so I did not come out. I am a heterosexual (laughs) man. No, for our fellow Netflix you watchers with Penn Badgley, I'm a I'm a Gossip Girl fan, so I love Penn, and he's I think what is it fourth fourth season now, but it takes place in the UK, so it's getting interesting. uh, How many episodes are there? I don't know, I didn't look, but there's a part one, and part two is getting released next month. Oh, so they're doing so, like Stranger Things? Yeah, I think they're going to do that with everything now. It seems um, like their pattern. With 
with that uh, in mind, so with the aristocracy piece mm-hmm. of it, is there any reference to royal themes or anything like that? Um, Not that I've seen so far. I'm not too far into it yet. But not none that I've heard. But the locations and stuff are really cool. They actually filmed it in the UK. So, do you know what it was? Have you looked at the locations where it was? Because the aristocracy piece is probably a connection. Oh, not exactly. Well, <coughs> oh, I hope this isn't going to piss people off. Me, the cough. <coughs> Wait, I I can mute my cough. So I just really. But before before we move on, when you said like part one and two of you, um. And it's like strange things. And they did it with Yellowstone. Maybe this is a new thing um, to keep people interested. This this reminded me of it. Oh, wait, wait, are we supposed wait. to be listening to something? Yes, we are. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe that should be our theme tune. Yeah. When you when, when you said part one and two, I was like, ah, bits of Kate Bush. Yep. She. Yep. Um, okay. A British chip. Do you, I mean we talked about Kate Bush? Maybe she she would be a very big surprise um, concert singer at the coronation. At the coronation concert, yeah, she's on the um, coronation playlist. Do you and- think? Okay. Do you think that this is? Um, Camilla's theme song of her life but that she imagines this like kind of you know stresses with Charles yeah she had to run up a, a big hill right constantly yeah, yeah I guess so I just love that song that, that that beat is incredible and even better when you have like big headphones all I, I used to be Wait, I don't know if I've already talked about this before. I I was used to be very attracted to Kate Bush as a as a young boy. Wait, that sounds as a, as a um, like an, a nine ten year old, but I didn't realize how old. So, so this was my first CD album that I ever had. Was um, I think I don't know if it was the best of Kate Bush, but soon I got uh, Hounds of Love, which is as well running up that hill is from. And then there's her kind of in like draped in this. Um, wait, well, let me show you. Draped in this um, dress. See it like a lilac dress. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, yes. And that sounded worse with my cold. That sounded like an old perv. Um, so actually, I was like thinking she's probably what in her twenties there, like mid twenties. But that was came out in like the late. 70s early 80s mm-hmm. so realistically how she was <laughs> was a lot older and then obviously when the internet came out and looked at like oh <laughs> not um, what you thought well yeah uh, do you know what kate bush looks like now have you had ever had a look i think you've showed me okay well doesn't come to top of mind but yeah um she's she's a little bit of a hermit uh apparently now that's oh, her now. Yeah. She looks like a nice lady. Well, that was very nice of you to say. That is, gosh. We don't have HR on this call. You realize <laughs> that. Anyways, should we get into the royal cocktail? <laughs> sure. Okay. 
So, who do you think we're going to have this week? Kate Bush. No, she's not a royal, unfortunately, oh. I guess, for you. <laughs> Sorry, who is it? Um, no, who's your real guest? Oh, um, Queen Victoria. Oh, that would have been a good one with our theme today. But no, it's not. Um, it's Prince Edward, the Earl of Wessex. Okay. So, we have not talked about him, I believe. Um, so, we are going to do his royal cocktail. Do you want me to go first? As like always, <laughs> yes. I need a little time to think about this. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I was thinking about this one. And he just seems, you know, I know his history. He was kind of, he's been very into the arts. But he seems a little bit more quiet, more serious. Um, and then, obviously, him and... Sophie are, are very involved with royal duties and everything like that. Um, so he does have those like elements to him, but that has nothing to do with why I chose the drink that I'm going to choose. It's actually because they have a tortoise. I learned this week they have a pet tortoise. So I've given him the tipsy turtle cocktail um, to be the royal cocktail for him. What's a tipsy turtle? It's a green drink. I can find out what's in it. I mean, it, fair play. That's a good show. I like But that. yeah, I mean, he has a tortoise, so why not? I oh. feel you have to really like... What was it? What's a collective term? Tortoise? Or turtles and crust... Not and crustaceans. That's, is it serpentine or serpentines? Or something? What's, what's it, you know, like for shelled animals? As you talk about what's in it, I'll, I'll find yeah. out. So you, Baron, would actually probably really like this drink. Um, so it's rum, blue, blue curacao, pineapple juice, pina colada mix. The Baron loves his pina coladas. Mm -hmm. And then the garnish is a little orange wedge. So it actually sounds pretty good. It's like a nice, I don't know, tropical, tropical drink. But yeah, tipsy turtle. It's a nice green color, like a light green color. So that's what I'd give him. Reptilia. They're just known as, as reptiles. As reptil oh, family and so Oh, uh, testudines. Oh, testudines. Yeah, testudines. I'm, I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Um, yeah, that does sound quite nice. Mm -hmm. They say blue car curacao or curacao. 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 I think that's how you say it. Yeah, that's, a, that's how I've always said it. Yeah, I mean Americans say some stuff weird. So I, I mean, I think I think it's the other way around. But well, I mean, you you say. Gloucester in England, Gloucester and Leicester. Yeah, yeah, because you guys have like extra letters in there. That's where it comes from, the French. Well, why is That's it? Why is it in English though? Because so it's England. Yeah, we well, know we will come back to 1066, mm. willing to conquer. That's why. Well, yeah, doesn't make sense. But uh, um, so what's your royal cocktail? So again, I I, I found out that the crown wasn't. Completely fact a few weeks ago. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm sorry. No, no, this, this is going to be frustrating. What, what am I going to do? I can't do anything Drink about some water. It's wine. <laughs> I mean, it's get still, some water. I'll get some water in a second. We'll pause in a second. Um, no, Sailor's put her backwash down that. That's fine. The, 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 the Duchess just handed me over a big Stanley cup of water, but our daughter sneaks, sips in it, and then gives all the backwash back down. Um, so in the crown, 
I remember the scene with Olivia Coleman, um, and she's trying to decide <clears throat> who her favorite, if she has a favorite, mm-hmm. and and Charles, uh, not Charles, uh, Philip is like, of course you have a favorite, and I, like, I don't have a favorite. There's nothing wrong with it, but then when Edward comes over, he's the um, the one that's getting picked on at mm-hmm. Eton. Mm-hmm. I said, like, "Oh, I guess we're gonna have salmon, something." And I said, "You know what, mummy?" And, and uh, it, it, so he comes across as a little bit of a brat, right? Just a bit of a spoiled mm-hmm. brat. I don't see that in his, but I don't. You don't. He's no, not, but I think he was like <gasps> that when he was younger. Um, I'm I'm not sure if it's true, but. You know, he could have been like that when he was younger. You know, now, now he's older, so he's probably gone past that phase, hopefully. I mean, yeah, we, we I mean, never know how any of them really are, do we? Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Other than what Harry says. He is a 15-year-old doesn't or say anything about Edward, though. Does he not? I don't... I mean, okay, I'm still... He probably gives a bold thing. It's like, <laughs> he's bold as well. He should be ashamed. I'm still... Uh, in the audiobook, I think I'm like 60%, and I'm just like having a hard time listening to it. So. And you go through books pretty quickly. Well, and this is an audiobook, so it's, it should be easy yeah. to like put it on in the background while I work or something. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I did a poll on Instagram on our Dutch Baron, um, and I think there was like fifty percent said yes, they had a hard time getting through it, and fifty percent no, I think it was thirty three sixty six. Thirty three percent said they had a hard time getting through it. Sixty six percent said that it wasn't their favorite. Yeah. No one said it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Well, yeah. Um, so uh, um, a book that I got recommended that arrived today, which was called um, book, I can't remember, Something in the Vial. You, mm-hmm. you you put it on my desk. So I did. did I say? don't remember what it, what it was called. Um, Something on the Vial, but it's about Winston Churchill. Ah, and gonna, the family, so. You're going to read it? You're going to read it after you read Harry Potter? Mm. The Baron's still on the first book of Harry Potter. I the thing is, I love the idea of books. I love the the, the tangible nature of them, um, and it's for, for me. It's just finding time. I mean, read like fifteen minutes before you go to bed every night. Yeah, because then it like it starts relaxing you and true um, gets your mind like just calm. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm sure that book might, well, has to reference Elizabeth and uh, some of that piece. So anyway, oh, yeah. okay. Um, so I'll bring that into it. So for Edward, uh, my drink is um, a shandy. Interesting. Why? Do you know? Oh, you know what a shandy is? Yeah, I, yeah, I know what a shandy is. What's a shandy? It's a it's a drink <laughs> with alcohol in it, isn't it? Like it's not. Is, oh, it's a beer? Yes. Oh, oh, it's a wheat beer, pale ale or light lager. So a shandy I always knew was like you put lemonade into beer. Yeah, yeah. And that's what my mum would drink kind of growing up on the summer nights and stuff. She's like, oh, I'll have a shandy. And it, it's so a, are you saying he's kind of like your mum? <laughs> it's a bit of a wimpy drink. Oh, you think he's a wimp? No, I, I think he's like Thor. I think he's, uh, he's just like... Um, Jason Momoa, that's what he strikes me of. Him or um, Chris Hemsworth, yeah, very similar looking. Is he a wimp? He has his 
and not the male toxicity or all that rubbish. No, I don't think he he uh, William and Harry mm-hmm. both I think are uh, quite uh, masculine. Charles Edward, not so much. Andrew, no, no. I mean, ugh. well, we won't get. Is there, into is there any other boys? But but Philip, though, that's a crazy thing. Like Philip was a very man's man and very strict. Maybe that's why they became. Yeah, like the opposite. <laughs> okay, well, interesting choice. A correct choice, <laughs> you may say. Okay, should we get to the trivia part? Let's see how much you know about about him. Oh, I forget. This is always it's always about the person. Yeah, yeah. Should be thinking about. It. All right, okay. Here we go. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so for our listeners, the Earl of Wessex is the or Prince Edward is the youngest son of the Queen, youngest child of the Queen, um, and he is married to the Countess. Of I'm w- going to get a water. You keep on talking. Okay, sorry about that. I, I went to get some water. Um, you were saying about Earl of Wessex. Yes. So for our listeners who aren't familiar or as familiar with him, the Earl of Wessex, also known as Prince Edward, is the youngest child and youngest son of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Um, he is married to the to Sophie, who's the Countess of Wessex, and they have two kids, a tortoise and two dogs. Wait, a turtle or a tortoise? A tortoise. Uh-huh. I couldn't find a tortoise cocktail, but I could find oh, a turtle I one. See, see, I see. Okay, see? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna get into it now. You ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. For everyone you get right this time. Ooh. Maybe you can. Sally Valentine's Day. Maybe it's. Uh... You want you want some chocolates? You can get a chocolate. Okay. For everyone. No, you I'm get. on my new diet. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't say no. Okay, what university did he graduate from? Um, can I can I get like three strikes, three guesses? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, okay, uh, Oxford. No, Cambridge. Yes, good job. He graduated in nineteen eighty six from Cambridge. And I think he was really into like the arts and stuff. I don't well, know. Do you know what his degree was? Or? Um, I am not sure. Probably something in the arts. Well, didn't well, didn't he say something in the crown like where he joked about it about uh, you know bachelor his... of arts degree in history? Well, I mean, I think that the thing about that because I'm sure in the crown he said something like. I'm going to get accepted into Cambridge anyway, mummy. Oh, yeah, probably. But he might be in Oxford. Is this Cambridge a big royal school? Do a lot of royals go there? I mean, it's Oxbridge, right? I'd, like, it's just prestige. Like, we, we talked about it before, right? It's like Harvard or it's Ivy League. But we only have kind of two that kind of sit in that very, very upper tough. echelon. Well, he went to one. But I think it's, it's something to say that at least then... There's a lot of nepotism in terms of having a royal go there. Added yeah. prestige, regardless on what their actual academic ability was. Yeah, but that's like with like celebrities here and stuff. Is it? Yeah. A college. Yeah. Well, you heard about the college admission scandal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know yeah. USC isn't you know one of these, but just for celebrities to get 
I've been to USC. They like faked a bunch of stuff. They said they were like really good at some sports where they weren't. But yeah, I mean, it's a whole big thing. Okay, fair enough. All yeah. right. Well, uh, so one out of one, fair? Yeah. Well, yeah. How about like half a point? Because that was like your second. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to go either way. Give me that. that that's okay. a tough one. All right. Um, so he founded a company in 2002, um, and he had it for a short while. Uh, what type of company was it? Netflix. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine. Um, okay. I'm guessing like, uh, type of company, right? Yeah. What type of company? Well, so Sophie, she was into like PR, right? You said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we talked about her in a previous episode. Guessing from response that that's not that. Um, it's not PR. No. No, no, it's not. That, 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 that wasn't my guess. That I, wasn't I my didn't guess. know if that was an answer. Uh, that, 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 no, 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 that wasn't an answer. Um, I'm going to say investment banking. <laughs> no, that's way off. So, Artem, he, he. Wait, 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 wait. Give me a. Oh. I want another guess. Oh, okay. This isn't common knowledge. Like, these questions are never common knowledge. You've got to give me a little bit of uh, time to break it down. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going for a not-for-profit. Non, not no. Okay, so when I said banking, you're like, <laughs> oh, no, com- complete opposite. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> give me a clue. Well, it, it's something that he was interested in. Agriculture. No. Um, uh, archaeology. No. No, it was turtles. A- <laughs> Saving no. the turtles. No, it was a TV production company called Ardent Productions, and um, he Wait, was Ardent. Ardent. I remember Ardent. Like yeah. they did uh, like play. Wait, wait. I remember movies from Ardent because I remember the actual. Um, yeah, it was a production company. Can you list some of the films? Was um, that Chicken Run was that one of them? I, I I can look it up. Yeah, just um, have a look at what movies they they did as talkers. I know that that's that's weird. I do remember them a, a little bit. You know, as a kid, when you had like the VHS and it kind of come up with mm-hmm. the, the the fifty production companies that were part of the movie. Yeah. Um. So here we go. Um. Out of the ashes. Once upon a Christmas. Twi- well, some of these are before two thousand two just says right when he founded it um let's see okay here we go here we go nope wikipedia does not really have a page about it i don't know we we can look this up yeah let's go back to but i I do remember Arden. it it does ring a bell yeah yeah i don't think i'm not sure how long he had it for it doesn't sound like too long but um yeah so he ran his own production company. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is that is good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we have one last question, and I think we talked about, or at least the Baron and I talked about this recently. Um. What organization is he? Has he been a UK trustee of since 1987? A trust. A trustee. A, tr- a UK trustee, and and since 2015, he's served as chairman of the trustees of. This foundation. So ardent means passionate and enthusiastic. Apparently, that's the definition. Oh. Um, um, 
Sorry, I was still trying to find yeah. that, that thing. I can find it. Okay, so um, what organization? The trustee and organize. Um, and they have like they give a big award from this organization. Um, I can give you more clues if you'd like. Yeah, give me just give me a little bit more. Uh, Prince Philip was like very involved in this, and this is something they uh, shared a close bond. Duke of Edinburgh Award. Yeah, yeah. I got my bronze Duke of Edinburgh Award. Yeah, what do you know what the Duke of Edinburgh Award does? Uh, what do you mean? It, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I did the bronze. <laughs> so you have bronze, silver, and gold. No, just so our listeners know. So it's a program that provides oh. an opportunity for English teens and young adults to develop skills and achieve recognition that will aid in college and professional applications. I do think, have they talked about this in the Crown yet? I do think... They have because I think it was Prince Philip started it. Um, was it very did big they deal? It? I think they did. So because didn't is, he give an award in one of the episodes? Was it this award? I can't remember exactly. But um, oh, you, you're talking when he was at a uh, uh, gold, gold, uh, gold royal, whatever. Gordonstone. Is that it? Is that what it's called? Is that how it's called? Gordonstone. Gordonstone. Yeah. No, it's not that. Gordonstone. No, but I mean, it's, oh. not, it's not the award. Yeah. So look, um, you have bronze, silver, and gold, and bronze is relatively easy to achieve. And the, the, the whole schematic of it is very good. It, like you said, yeah, kind of getting to college, showing that you've done something extracurricular and makes you stand out a little bit. It's, it's also like when, when we hire people, oh, yeah, no, you're coughing. It's not nice, is it? I just choked on my wine. <laughs> Sorry about that. I hope you're okay. I'm, I'll, Would I'll you survive. Would you like some water? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, schematically and conceptually, it, it's, it's a good idea. But as a, a, a teen, you're like, wait, we get to go out into tents in the countryside with our mates and they'll so, be... So you participated in this? Yeah. That's what I said. So I does my... everyone participate in no, this? No, no. It's, it's and you got school. bronze. So it's not like you get bronze, silver, and gold as in that one. It's different levels. You have to do it every year up to the point. So bronze, you're probably like a 14-year-old. Silver's like 15, 16. And then gold is between 17 and 18. Is it just for males? No, 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 no. It's for for, for everyone. And, I mean, that was part of it. You know, we wanted to go because we wanted to check, see which girls were going to go because, you know, at the time, like, you're 14 and you're thinking, all right, I've got some balls. And uh, this girl's starting to look attractive. And, uh, yeah, so it, it was always kind of one of those things. It's like, um, I, I remember, maybe a bit too much. Um, we, we were staying at a, a campground or, you know, we did the walk. Um, so you do the walk and it's over. So, oh, this is it. So you do a test. So you, they basically do a trial, like where you're just like, are you going to make it? And it's like a, a small one. We did this trial. I had one mate, he was called Ked. Um, I'm not going to say his real name, but his, his nickname was Ked, K-E-E-D. And he was like, oh, and, and like we know any chance that this was ever going to happen. I said, there's a pub about half the mile down the road. Let's just go to the toilets and use a condom machine to get some condoms. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds fun. So we didn't, I was like, and if you'd have seen Ked, there was definitely no chance that he was ever going to be pulling off anything like that as a 14-year-old boy. But it's stupid stuff like that. 
Uh, and then you play like grounders, which is our version of softball or baseball and stuff like that. Um, so that's the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> that's cool. Do you think the royals do it? What, go to the, the pub to, to get some condoms? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, do they participate in the activities? It's a good question. It's a good question. But I mean, I think th- th- there's a lot more to it. Like, obviously, when it gets to silver and when it gets to gold, it's more about community service and there's more of a requirement. And you didn't get to that? It was too much hard work. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's what it was. Bronze was like, hell, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> so you probably got about maybe participation of about 40 kids. In a year group of 200, say 30, that did it. And in that, people get lost and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, we had a group of girls. It was pitch black outside, and they'd been walking for about 12 hours, and they were nowhere near the campsite. Because you're reading maps, right? You're trying to navigate. You have to plot your route to get to the campsite and then to the end goal. Is it kind of like girl or boy scouts here? No, because we have scouts and cubs. Oh. So th- this is just separate, but it is some of the skills like navigation, orientation and all that. Yeah. And you plot your route prior to getting to the destination. So we did ours in Derbyshire and the, the Yorkshire Dales. And obviously, you know, I spent a lot of time in the Yorkshire Dales. Um, Trying to think if you've been in the Yorkshire Dales. I don't think you have. Anyway, beautiful countryside. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good fun. It's really good fun. Like, it is terrific. And I think, yeah, it's, it's uh, conceptually a great idea. And it does. I do think it does help for for getting into college. And That's I think really good. Whenever they they did start it, it probably had more value mm-hmm. back then. I think there's more opportunities for people to do um, stuff. So and and just like when you do your applications to colleges, similar to how you do in the US, mm-hmm. you know, Davy who um, came to stay with us, my good friend, we're going to his, his wedding in LA. He lied on his application, say that he worked on a, a documentary with his uncle. Filming some kids, uh, that sounds bad, filming like this, these families in Poland. Mm-hmm. He it, it was planned to do it, but he just didn't materialize. But he thought, oh, this could be a good idea. And there Did he goes. Did he get in? We went to Edinburgh, which is like one of the yeah. really strong universities. <laughs> and we were like, absolute bullshit. How have you? And like, obviously, we weren't going to be snitches and say, that cool. never happened. But um, I don't think he did Duke of Edinburgh. Oh. It's probably got what got me into college. Well, shame on him. All right, sorry. I feel like I'm frustrated that I've talked about No, 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 this is good. I didn't know we were going to get all this uh, content about It's bringing back award. many, many memories. You're just smiling. I feel like they're good memories. Nothing seedy like that you're thinking. <laughs> no, it was, I, okay. Last thing that I'll say is um, our troop of, uh, of boys, we did, quite well the first day we made it in good time and we basically planned we're gonna do uh, two-thirds of the, the the journey in one day but it's gonna be a steep climb and there's a, a little town called a village called settle mm-hmm. um, and all around it is just just pretty big elevations and inclines to get to the other side of really where you want to go so we kind of we did that first part while we had the energy and the excitement got over that got to the campsite early settled down all the rest of the groups come partied i, I mean there's not alcohol or anything like that it wasn't that type of thing um and then also we're 14 but i mean that, that hadn't bothered us in other times so the next day we we knew we only had a third of the trek to do to get it and um I remember it was it was starting to drizzle a little bit, and we had to go through some woods. 
and we just stopped in the middle of the woods, got our little sausages out. (laughs) I don't mean it, like little uh, cocktail sausages. Do you have cocktail sausages over here? Sure. Like uh, uh, appetizers. Oh. Like they're little sausages. Um, <laughs> like pigs in a blanket? Kind of, but without the blanket. Okay. So imagine that. Uh-huh. Not our penises. And <laughs> we just sat down, and it was at the time where kind of like uh, Lord of the Rings had come out and stuff, so we were very much like into the Fellowship of the Ring and stuff like that. And I, I remember this vividly. We were just sitting on the path as a group of like six six uh, teenage boys and just talking and just it was just a really nice moment that it was just, it was just good to be outside so i guess like, i haven't thought about this a long time so you you brought it up if anything from you know that connection that i have with prince philip was that chain of causation if he hadn't done that i would have never had that that moment all those yeah. those stories yeah. which is actually now that i think about it it's really special because if you extrapolate that for all of those indi- boys and individuals, um, that is only a good thing. Yeah. You, did you get to see Prince Philip? Yes, he accompanied every single child on every uh, excursion. Hey, hey, wouldn't that be it? No, but like at the uh, end? No, I don't no, know. No, I mean, it's like it, it's done across every school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not too bad. Okay. Thanks for bringing that up. That, yeah. was, that was fun. Good. Okay. Um, next, we're going to go into some royal events. How does that sound? This isn't my favorite part of the podcast. I'll be honest. I like the trivia. I like the Dane history. I like the cocktail. I know this is big for for listeners and stuff, but it's not my favorite. But this isn't about me. It's, it's about not. It's to keep up with the, the current royals and what they're doing. I mean, they do a lot. I know they've gotten a lot of stick recently that they're not doing enough really yeah do you know what it's interesting because i, I didn't realize how much they did until we started doing this me, I'm like, me too like, I, like, I work less than this <laughs> <laughs> well i know um catherine and william will be taking a break uh because their uh kids are on half tired. term <laughs> and they're probably tired but their kids are on half term so they usually yeah, rightly so yeah yeah rightly they so. should why, yeah geez, why not? i know right take a week off okay um, so at the beginning of the week, Catherine kicked off Children's Mental Health Week at St. John's Primary School. Um, Do you know I went to St. John's Primary School? No, you didn't. I mean, th- th- there's going to be a lot. Oh, there's going to okay. be a lot of saints. There's not just one. Oh. I, you know, there's, there's only so many saints. But the, the, but yeah, I, I went to St. John's oh, Primary School. Did you like it? Loved it. Oh, good. Yeah, did, incredible. Did the, did the princess come when you were there? Um, no. We had maybe the mayor of our town at one point. <laughs> Santa came. <laughs> nice, nice. But no princess. Oh, imagine if you. Uh, that, that, that would have been a good. That would be a good story because that would have been Princess Diana. I, I, that's what I was thinking. I mean, imagine like I'm just thinking of Yellowstone. What is he governor? Imagine if your mayor or governor came and you had uh, Kevin Costner. If we that, have that, any Yellowstone uh, fans. We'll kill sheep, Beth. Oh, <laughs> we don't call sheep, Beth. We'll kill wolves. That would be pretty cool. Okay, yeah, so she kicked off um, Children's Mental Health Week um, there. So that was really nice to see, especially after her Shaping Us campaign yeah. launch last week and stuff. So so it seems like this is definitely a passion of hers, and she really cares about children and their upbringing and stuff like that. So I, um, I often think about this, and especially since we've had children – 
I always felt like it was a switch internally mm-hmm. that makes me a lot more um, emotional to, to certain movie scenes that would have yeah. not have impacted me and stuff. And I always think like, um, so in the US, it's uh, it's a Super Bowl weekend this weekend. And it's the same like when you're in uh, the UK and England, you have the, the soccer stars. And there's always one soccer star, um, Jermaine Defoe, he used to play for uh, Tottenham, Sunderland, West Ham. And he was a, he was a, a you know great England striker, and he had a relationship with a, a particular young boy that that ended up dying of cancer, and that meant and he he was devastated when it happens. And I see in the uh, the US with the Super Bowl uh, specifically um, Stefan Diggs and uh, Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. is kind of publicized and like social media the stuff that they do with kids and stuff like this and and things like where that they're either the you know unwell or they've lost a parent at a young age mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, and I think I don't know if I could cope with that mentally or emotionally all the time or that and, and when I see uh Catherine and the, the Royals do this and I know that there's obviously the, the, the talk about Elizabeth uh, never crying or that that being a, mm-hmm. the piece not being able to show emotion and there's that that particular episode which I I I I found quite hard to watch as well with the coal mine, uh, uh, or the, the, mm-hmm. the coal disaster yeah. in Wales. Well, in, in the in the Queen Elizabeth book I was reading, it says that that was probably her biggest, um, not regret, but, you know, kind of in that sense of, like, she didn't go there right away. Um, right. So kind of looking back on that. So. And, and, and Philip says in it. Because Philip, she... Philip went right. Yeah, and, um, and I'm, then I'm she sure came this, later. But. This this part's um, not improvised. What's the word um, that they've they've done for the, for the actual uh, the, the show? show. Um, and she says, um, "Did you weep? Of course, I wept. It was horrible." But something that he says, which is, um, and I, I'll come back to this point, but. It's interesting because you made a point last week, and you'll have to remember, but it's like, why do you always sing as English men? But you're always singing, whether it's like a football or you're out on a night out and you just sing. So what is it? What was it? Do you remember what it was? I think we were watching Wrexham. Oh, yeah. It was watching the Ryan Reynolds and, and and just singing. And they were just like singing in the pub. They do it in Ted Lasso as well. But they also, yeah, I mean. And if you think, so in, in that particular episode, um, he was like, the, the Welsh, the local villagers just sang. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's something that I think is very British. And I've never thought about it. Mm-hmm. But just um, brings us together his song. And it's almost not... Um, uh, gosh, not 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 like Neanderthal or anything like that, but it's innate within our um, Celtic or it's in our uh, blood to mm-hmm. to sing, and it might be partly Viking as well. Actually, we would, but th- there's something there mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in Americans mm-hmm. to sing. Yeah, when you're out or you've had a few beers, it's it, it joins. Yeah, like, I don't think American men sing as much. No, I know that's thing. Like, because yeah. you're probably surprised how much I sing just around the house. You sing more than me. Of course, I do. Yeah, <laughs> but then our daughter yeah. sings and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I think it's really special. So it is. 
And I know that's like they went off on a massive tangent. Maybe we should look into that in the future. I mean, like national anthems and stuff. But um, I do want like because especially with mental health in in your children and stuff, especially when you've got kids and she does that, mm-hmm. it's it's close to home and it probably gives you an a, a appreciation for wanting to do something for it. when you're yeah. exposed to this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think you cannot be impacted by it. Yeah, and I'm sure through time when she visits certain hospitals and stuff, how can you not be separate that from the rest of it and then still have to have a and it comes back to diana's funeral you know the boys just saying thank you and that they're just kids mm-hmm. yeah yeah well i think they've definitely like put more thought not i mean i'm not saying they didn't put thought into william and harry but put more thought into kind of not protecting their children and and just you know kind of shying away from the public um because they are very protective of their kids. Um, yeah, right, so. But it must must mean a lot to the kids, too, that she goes and sees. Like, I bet it makes their day. Definitely when they're older. Yeah. Definitely when they're older, they'll, they'll appreciate it. No, but, stuff. I mean, if you think about, I mean, little girls and little boys, um, they think about, like, oh, I, I saw a princess today. If, if our oh, daughter, you're talking, so. oh, you're talking about the kids that she sees. Oh, yeah. okay. So, oh, 100%. 100%. Like, yeah. Real life princess. Um, and that's... And, Look for I, I'm not a, I'm not a royalist, um, like kind of in terms of excuse me, what you define it, but stuff like that is terrific. Mm-hmm. That that stuff yeah, is priceless, I and I think if you have that sphere in your culture, that that can lend itself to that. And then you know, just learning as we do this podcast, it is giving myself a lot more appreciation of how hard they work, and like you said. That joy that that brings is is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The UK has them, and we have the Kardashians. So <laughs> I would not be excited if what, Kim what, Kardashian what? <laughs> went, can't went to our daughter's school. She, she's opening a Target up, or uh, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, I'd be like, okay, we're gonna go now. Um, so very different. Um, yeah. Uh, next thing was she also had a solo outing. Um, so there was a British Army officer who set a new world record for the longest solo and unsupported polar expedition. Um, and so the Princess of Wales went and congratulated her. She also was like pulling some really big tires that I think um, Preet Chandy, Polar Preet, I hope I'm saying her name. Um, but some of kind of the, the things Just that she to had to do to get ready shape. for it right. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, she she probably did better than I could. So, um, so yeah, so that was good to see. That's insane. Here's a photo of it. <laughs> yeah, because it had been on a, uh, if she didn't have huskies or anything like that. To yeah. Wait, so, yeah, so, so, so is it uh, North Pole? Uh, it was to, I thought, I think it was in Antarctica. I remember correctly. I always get mixed up. Which one's the north? Which one's the south? Antarctica and it was after Antarctica expedition, but yeah, so record breaking. So that was neat to see. Oh, and I and I want to make a point because we're gonna loop back to this. Um, when she first saw Preach Andy, she gave her like this huge hug. So she did. Yes. Um, which we will get back to that point later on. Um, But I just (laughs) wanted to know what you're going with this. Yeah. Um, So the next one is, I didn't know this, but uh, Kate and William, I believe, is it September? Anyways, last year, I think after the Queen's death, 
they were given the titles of the Duke and Duchess of Cornwall. And today was their first, or yesterday, this week was their first official visit to Cornwall. So they visited the National Maritime Museum where it looked like they were like building boats or learning to like build boats. And they were like racing um, little boats, you know, like little boats. Who's this? So, oh, sorry, uh, Kate and William. Oh, it's Kate and William. Yeah. Sometimes you just use the titles and I have no idea. So they're the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and Cornwall. Um, Kate also saw her history teacher and I also want to point out she gave him a big hug in the crowd. Wow. Yeah. And then they also went to, I'm probably not going to. Quick question. Would you remember if you saw your teachers in Target? Or uh, Costco? Would you would you recognize some them? of them? I mean, I remember one time I was I was out, um, and I did see one. I saw like my um, biology teacher, and I remember I don't think I was her favorite. I got in trouble in her class. No, she's my chemistry teacher. I got in trouble in her class a few times with one of my friends, and I remember I like saw her out, and I was like, and at first I was staring at her like I know you. But I, I don't remember. And then it came to me and I was like, oh, my gosh. But it's also that thing like I was like, please don't look at me because I don't want just that awkward interaction. But like some teachers, yeah, I would be really excited to see. Yeah. Because I think, don't you think it's like uh, one of those things where um, teachers, obviously, they have so many kids throughout their careers. I mean, like hundreds and hundreds that they teach. But for students and pupils, you have certain memories of teachers mm-hmm. That you like, yes, this was a, d- a definitive individual yeah. in my development, mm-hmm. and maybe that's the same. Like, yeah, she, she probably remembers Kate. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if not, probably when she became um, princess, he was like, "Oh, I saw her." Yeah. How? Um, and obviously, he was outside when they. I I think they were coming out of the museum. Um. So obviously, he was out in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> How how much do you know uh, about Cornwall? Nothing. Would you Where like is it? Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me just get through the last things they did, okay, and then sure, yeah, and then yeah. give us a little Cornwall history. I, I will stay strum. <laughs> um, so drink my wine. So the last thing that they did, which I'm probably gonna butcher this name, Drusena Drukena Center. Um, they they went there. Um, and they did like the hokey pokey. With, like, a group of kids and stuff, Shut and they paid some ping pong, like, cane, well, right here. Oh, no idea. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry if I butchered that name, but it but it looks like they just did, like, they went some, they had a whole day there, so, which was really nice to see. So, yeah, so it's uh, the Drocana Center is a community hub based in Falmouth. Falmouth, yeah. Falmouth, and they offer a range of support services, sport activities, and more. So it's it's for children, um, like a children's center. Um, but yeah, no, it looked like they had like a, a very busy day. But tell us, yeah, I have I I don't know anything about Cornwall. I don't even know where it is in England. Um, the hardest place to get to. Why? Because um, it's the most southwesterly point. Of okay. the UK. Okay. And um, is it like a big would you say it's a town, city? It's a county. County, okay. Yeah, it's a county. Um just fact check that for me. It's been a long time since I've lived there. I don't think yeah. it's, it's not a So t- they no, went to Fal- Falmouth? So Falmouth is a is a, a town. Okay. Um so you have like Plymouth, Falmouth, um, Plymouth? 
I know. Well, I know Plymouth more from history than probably that Plymouth. Um, yes, it's a historic county and ceremonial county in southwest England. This is a big county. It is recognized as one of the Celtic nations and is the homeland of Cornish pasties. Is it? Yeah. Ah, that's cool. And also Cornish pixies. And homeland of the Cornish people. <laughs> that's yeah. what Wikipedia says. Yeah, we, we have a Cornish pasties place here. It's pretty good. So that's, that's where it's from. Oh, I've never had one in Cornwall. It'd probably be better, but I think well, it's pretty Cornish good. Well, the Cornish pasties were for the miners. Oh. So you know how it's kind of got the uh, the, the, the pastry mm-hmm. is kind of like riveted at the mm-hmm. top? So it can hold it. Huh. Like like a, uh, a football, American football. Yeah. It's the same same concept. That's so that's why they did it. And it was just so they didn't need to have, they, they could just eat it in the, the hands and not like a... Um, like an, another meal that they have to... So that's, that's where it came from. Um, but yeah, Cornish Pixies from Harry Potter. Oh, that's where they're from. Yeah. So oh, that's you know. cool. Yeah. yeah, now I know. Yeah, I didn't know that they be that they were the Duke and Duchess of Cornwall. So oh. it's um, yeah, a very beautiful part of the country. The only place really in the country where you can surf. So it has the best surf. Is it sand beaches? Sand beaches, oh. not, not, not pebble. Um and is it warm? Like the water warm? Or do you is, have to do like a wetsuit still? Oh, of course you have to do a wetsuit. Um, but it is the warmest part of the country. Okay. Just because of where the Gulf Stream is and, and yeah. kind of how it, it's like a peninsula as it goes out. Um, but beautiful place. I, I've only maybe been once or twice. I never really went as an adult. Um, you know, some of the Jolly Boys, they, they, they go quite uh, frequently. I'd want to go. We would. We should go. We should go. Um, the problem of getting there is, it's not the distance. You're on what we call B roads. Mm-hmm. So A roads are um, like kind of motorways. Mm-hmm. Well, no, actually, that's that's M roads. That's like M one and all that stuff. A roads are bigger roads, so mm-hmm. you can have like dual carriageways and stuff like that. B roads, it's singular traffic. So if you get behind a tractor. It could be a very long oh. time. And also, you know, when you call it, talk about grey nomads in um, Bluey. Yeah. There's a hell of a lot oh. of grey nomads going down that. So you can hear caravans, tractors, the, the whole piece. So even though the distance might not be that far, it will take you a, a long, long time to get there. But Because and, and it's so popular. It's a beautiful How do you think the they got there? Um, helicopter. Oh, really? I'd expect so. Yeah. I'd expect so. You don't think they were just like in the traffic line? Um, <laughs> and also there's Dartmouth. The Range Rover. Oh, okay. Um, which is, oh, wait, what was I thinking? Dartmouth, Dartmouth Moor. So if I'm not, I, I could be so wrong with this. Someone fact check it. Um, Hound of the Baskervilles. I don't know what that is. Yes, you do. Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Um, let's just Let's just see if I've got this right. God, sometimes I feel an idiot with this stuff. I know it's because like, obviously when you're um, when you're not like back in the UK. Oh, no, sorry, not Dartmouth. It's Dartmoor. It's in Devon, not in Cornwall. It's that direction. Okay. It's that direction. So it's just before you hit Cornwall. God, the British countryside is stunning. You're not biased at all. I'm not because I I feel I've travelled a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just 
Queen, beautiful. Anyway, um, so Cornwall's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big county, ge- yeah. geographically. So yeah. much history and stuff like that. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add about Cornwall? Lord Cornwallis. You've heard that? I think he was a he was a British general. No, no, I have not <laughs> heard of him. I think he fought in the Revolutionary War. Okay. Wait, wait. Let me. Are you? I'm like. Uh, maybe, maybe the wine's hitting me. Um, or he could have been in Last of the Mohicans um, as a character. Lord Cornwallis. Here we go. Charles Cornwallis, first Marquis of Cornwallis, um, Viscount Brom between seventeen fifty three. Yeah, I mean he was he was an American general. Okay. Best known for his surrender. <laughs> best known for his surrender of the siege of seventeen eighty one, which effectively ended hostilities uh, and led to peace negotiations between Great Britain and the United States. So no, no, he's British. He's British then. Because he gave Yorktown to... He surrendered it. Those pesky Americans. To the Americans. Yeah. Ah, well, that's interesting. And Yorktown, obviously, named yeah. after... York. Um, Bromley. Oh, of course, York. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Um, so, yes. Now that is a tangent. <laughs> that is a tangent. <laughs> but thank you for that history lesson. Location lesson. No, history, location. Yeah. Some of it not even factually correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you know how earlier I made a point that um, Kate hugged Preet Chandy and then she also hugged her history teacher. So there's been lots of comments and speculation of, um, you know, She's Megan. having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> Megan made a big deal of, oh, Megan's a hugger, but, you know, Kate was not. So um, people are obviously speculating like, oh, are these hugs like on yeah. purpose? Do you know what it might be? It might and be then, like she just wanted to and it's just part yeah. of Yeah, and then, I mean, I even As well saw, as a middle finger. Well, I even saw an article. I even went like really deep into it and uh, it looked like, oh, the royals, yeah, they don't hug. And it, it, it tried to say like William, the last time he hugged was like, Years ago or something like that. Um, and then someone were actually following. I forgot who it was or else I'd give him a shout out. Actually, like just posted like a bunch of pictures of like Charles hugging, Prince William hugging, like just shutting it down. Um, but no, it was nice to see. But yeah, definitely a big, uh, I think, speculation piece of this week. Um, was that the last piece of the news? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, we have three more. Okay, well, let me say something then. Okay. <laughs> um, I promise not to go off on a tangent. Jeez, I've just seen the, the time. This is just Catherine and, and, and Prince William. And then there's more? Yeah, we're going to, yep. Oh. Three, three more. So there's something to be said about hugging. Yes. And I'll always remember this, and I always think about this every time I go um, to the UK or to the airport. And it is... Um, I bollocks, what's his name? Um... Four, four weddings and a funeral. Love actually. Um, Hugh, no. Love actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Prime Minister, well, I can't think of his name. Oh, Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant. He's like, and it is a narration. It's like, lots of people think about airports and things like that. I actually think love 
actually is everywhere. <laughs> right? And it's always that thing of like people hugging and it's just such, again, like an innate thing. But do you think it's more of an American thing? Because that's the whole, no. whole thing Megan was trying to be like. Oh, yes. I, I see exactly what you mean. Or I think, I don't know if it was Megan or maybe other people that were talking about it. Yeah, I was saying like British people aren't as, as and, and, and not to generalize that, but most British people aren't as prone to like, like, okay, the first time you meet someone, would you hug them? No. Un- no. Okay. Unless. But there's some Americans that would. I would not personally, but yeah, there's okay, definitely so, yeah, like yeah. Americans that well, would yeah. just go in for a hug. It's interesting. I remember my mom used to say, in like, um, when I was probably like 15 to kind of 18, growing up, saying, It's lovely with your friends that you hug each other, like uh, both sexes and stuff like that. Like, and I, you know, you know, my kind of friends growing up from home, we had a really quite solid unit mm-hmm. um, of, you know, both girls and boys, like, kind of not like. Everybody was dating. We were just we were just really good friends, and it was just like yeah. We and my mom said we didn't do that. That wasn't a thing. So I think that's probably where it comes from. That British culture has probably been influenced by American culture in that fact that um, hugging is and hugging with men yeah. as well. Yeah, and I mean, but I mean, there's still people like I would like that I know that I wouldn't. My granddad's uh, probably just goes like pufters. No, but there's people I know now like. That I've obviously met more than once that I still, like, wouldn't feel comfortable hugging. Who? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think, you know, I, I think it's a bit of that person's personality as well as how comfortable or how well you know that person. Not even how well, because you can know someone really well, but not hug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's my personal take so on I, it. I but I know. Tell, tell me about it's, what else has been going on. It's been a big deal. No, I, I just want to point that yeah, out because it's, it's, it it's a big is. speculation. It, I, I, I it's think a big, it's a uh, big middle finger. Yeah, it's a big gossip piece. Um, and she, she has a big smile when she does it each time too. So, I mean, obviously they know there's, there's a camera there. Especially with the history teacher. Oh. <laughs> he might be a little older. Um, yeah, so the next one is the King Queen Consort visited Brick Lane. Um, so that was a pretty big deal. And what I know about Brick Lane, it oh seems my gosh. pretty. I just remembered with Brick Lane why it was on. Me and some of the Jolly Boys went, there's a club on Brick Lane. Okay. Well, it's, it says it's known for its curry. It's very famous for it's curry. Some, it's and it's known street. for its food. And it's also, now it's the center for the Bangladeshi community. So mm. that's why, I, I mean, I've obviously never been to Brick Lane, but, um. Yeah, and I think they said like thousands lined up to to see them, and uh, some really good pictures of them came out of it. So, and then have we heard Camilla talk yet? We did not hear her talk. <laughs> yeah, she talks like maybe, this, doesn't she? Maybe next time. No, I mean you even said like we recently listened to Kat- Catherine's come out with multiple videos recently of her like speaking with others or just her shaping up messages. Um, and you even said, Baron, that her accent's changed since, I don't know, she well, first well, married. Well, I, I, I say, I, I just, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, because you say, well, where's, where's her accent from? Like, I was like, well, it's not from anywhere, it's produced, right? It's. Uh, so what her accent used to be? It was a little bit like this. 
no, I, it. Um, so she's she's now like more received pronunciation RP. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd have been closer to Estery, mm-hmm. which is the the, the name to Estery because it's like kind of a posh London accent. Does Millie Macintosh have? It'd have been. it have been. It, it should okay. have sounded like Millie Macintosh. I imagine. Okay. So I only for, know for, for her because of Made in Chelsea. Yeah, Millie Macintosh. Uh, kind of heiress to quality street. Who also well. was reportedly friends with uh, uh, Megan uh, before Megan. everything went down. Yes. Millie, if you can confirm <laughs> or deny, that would be great. There's the thing about British accents is like um, when you go to university or what you'll call college is. They often merge together. So when you leave university, everybody has a, a pretty similar tone. It's quite hard to distinguish where that person's from in the country until they're with their friends that they grew up with. Like you can tell when my real accent comes out, um, what what I sound like. Actually, I might have something for you here. Just, yeah. just bear oh. with me. oh, come on, get over this. In this country, I didn't know much about domestic abuse. In fact, I knew nothing at all. Oh, it's just been constant. And I think that um, I went to visit um, another charity called Save Lives, where again I sat round and listened to some very brave ladies tell their stories. And I think everybody there was moved to tears. And um, and I thought as I came out, I thought, you know. I'd just wish there was something I could do to, to help. You were able yeah. to cooperate. Yeah, so, so the Queen Concert's been doing a lot of work around, around domestic violence and stuff, um, which I know we haven't really talked about, but oof, I know the last that's, few that's weeks. That's going to be a heavy topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've got the uh, the marbles to, to last through that. In, in terms of, you know, I'm quite more emotional with that. Yeah. I don't think I could get through that. But What's her accent? <laughs> it's, don't you think it's the same as okay? A little bit different. Yeah, because she's older. Yeah. But can you see how Kate's will... But the Queen sounds different monotone. than both of them. Well, hers is... Mo- the Queen's was more high-pitched. Yeah. A little more shrill. Yeah. But if you think Kate's on that, there's the inflection on when Kate... Talk- and do you think that that has affected you, that you've been able to do that? <laughs> the inflections aren't the same. So it's a, it's a lot flat. So it feels like there's not as much emotion... Mm. And do they do that on purpose? Yeah, probably. That's interesting. Interesting. First time I've ever heard a talk. First time anybody this in the, the universe has heard to come up. And, and breaking here. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? How was it? How was your first time um, <laughs> with Camilla? Ugh. Um, <laughs> there's, there's not that a thought. Um, it's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you expected. No, it's exactly what I expected. Oh, okay. All okay. right. Before we get on to the next one, let's take a little break. My ears are hurting from this uh, headpiece. Okay. Let's get to it. All right, we're on. No, we're not. Yeah, we're on. <laughs> Sorry. No, no that, was, that was fun. Yeah. All right, okay, we're back. Um what is our royal oh, day in history? history. Well, I was waiting for you. Oh. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, so um, we're recording this on fri- Friday, February 10th. 
1823. Um, and on February 10th, 1840, Queen Victoria married Prince Albert, the German prince of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha, and one of the greatest love matches in British history. Yeah. Sorry if I butchered that. They were also cousins. <laughs> um, well, that's some good comedic salary. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a royal day in history. So, and I mean, I think as far as we all know, it seemed like a very big love romance. Unfortunately, it was cut short um, by Prince Albert's death. But, you know, they seemed very in love, had lots of children. And I know Queen Victoria grieved for a long time. After, and I think she didn't. Didn't she like wear black like mm-hmm. the rest of her life or something after? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like twelve children. Did they have twelve? Maybe, maybe more. I don't know a lot. And um, she didn't even want kids. Four boys and five girls. Nine. That no made it through childbirth. I think. Oh, yeah. She gave birth to nine. Yeah. Um. So I'll be honest. I should know more on Queen Victoria. Uh, and I think we, obviously this is a <coughs> <coughs> bloody bubonic plague. Um, Are you lying again? Yeah, exactly. Um, we should we should look more into it. And actually I was thinking maybe for your birthday's coming up, um, getting you a book mm-hmm. on Queen Victoria. Um, because. I mean, they say there's a lot of similarities between her and Queen Elizabeth, right? Maybe I, I think. Look, I think it's just because it's the Industrial Revolution. It's just a, such a huge time in history. Mm-hmm. Where she's still, she's Empress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this ridiculous piece. Yeah, I mean, I think they say what, like, you know, she as well as her son, who is the next one in line, like we're, and maybe one after that, but um, they still had like. Actual power as a, as a monarch, yeah. in a in a way, um, power in a way of uh, actually like being able to make decisions within the government and things like that. So you know, I I could be completely wrong with this. I'm not a historian and stuff, but I put it down to her and some of her four fathers that the the and not the number one. Language that's spoken is in English, mm-hmm. but the business language around the world is English because of her mm-hmm. and you know, maybe a couple of predecessors before. Because of the British Empire, yeah, yeah, and that was the first global empire mm-hmm. and only global empire that I think they'll ever be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it proves that you just can't control. And you shouldn't be able to. But I think they held some of it together. I think that, you know, from just the assassination attempts showed that actually, it was it was all for the for the, the, the British, it was all for the crown, right? It was all mm-hmm. for the British public and at what cost for that. I'm not gonna get all righteous or whatever. But I think the because um, I'm sure that you look at you know, think about the Mongolian Empire and all this and with anything that's power and stuff like that but I think the English language is why it's the number one language in terms of business and stuff is is primarily down to her and yeah I not her but the, 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 the institution time. and the yeah. time um 
<clears throat> so I have some facts. I do as well. Oh. Well, we haven't talked about this, so maybe we'll... No, we haven't. We'll cross over. What do you have for me? Um. Yeah, so I think I have two things. So um, one of them was uh, some similarities with Queen Elizabeth, which I know some off the top of my head, but I am going to make sure these are <laughs> correct. So I'm going to put them in. Um, but I know one um, big similarity between them was uh wasn't queen victoria like she wasn't supposed to be queen correct just like no, no. so well um yes and no and i've got yes, some stuff oh, on that okay okay well we will i i will stop on that then um they're both very committed obviously to the job i think and the husbands yes yeah yeah no no but i mean yeah they're love stories right um Queen Victoria's reign was 63 years and seven months. And as we know, Queen Elizabeth's was 70 years. So um, I think Queen Victoria's the second longest reigning monarch. And She was so pissed when that got taken off her. Right, right. I know, 63 years, that that's a long time. Um, she thought this is going to go down. I've got this one in the bank. Yeah, they're both very fond of their horses as well. Um, I mean, we watched... I know not everything's true in movies, but we watched that movie and. Uh, but wouldn't you like to think it is? <laughs> not the crown, <laughs> um, and yeah, I I think so. Coming back to their wedding, uh, they got married on February tenth, and her this wedding specifically, and her set off a number of traditions that we do now with 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 weddings all over the world. Um, so one was uh, straying from the royal protocol of holding a private wedding ceremonies at night. Victoria was determined to let her people see the bridal procession in the light of day and invited more guests to observe it than ever before. This opened the door to more publicized royal weddings. Um, so yeah, I guess they used to hold them at night, which is, I mean, That's usually the reception. Of the yeah, ceremonies wow. at night. Um, but this is a big one, uh, which Just has influenced so much, nervous. right? Um, she dressed in a white gown. I think she's the first one to dress in a white gown, ex- executing, exuding purity and allowing her to be seen more easily by the crowds and dress her 12 bridesmaids the same. Um, so that the, her bridesmaids were in white as well? Yeah, so, so that's an interesting one. So she says she dressed in white for the crowds to see her, but I, I'm going to put these... Six other gals in white as well, just so you don't. But know. it does say that her dress was fairly simple and easy to recreate. Um, so, do you know what previously was a wedding dress? Was it just like a, just a dress that looked flowery? I, I, I don't think it was white. Like oh, I good. think it was a big thing that she wanted to wear white. I think there might have actually been some pushback and stuff on that as well. But I think that is really where the white wedding dress really started. Because I heard that. She started that nobody else can wear white, but if a bridesmaids. Well, she said she dressed her twelve. It says she dressed her twelve bridesmaids in the same. Different so, sources, but twelve. Yeah. Twelve, yeah. That's a, that's a big. Jeez, I if I can name twelve friends. Oh, you, I'm sure you could. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are my facts. I think the biggest one is just the white wedding dress. Um, it's crazy to think yeah, that's yeah, where it started. Yeah. Influence, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. When we talked about uh, Prince Philip, and like, I I think, like I said, just doing this podcast, you kind of go through things like 
crap, that's that's influence from them. Yeah. Or, um, okay, so what do you have for me? All right. Um, so she wasn't named Queen mm. Victoria. That wasn't her first name. It was what she was known for. Do you... Did she choose Queen Victoria when she became monarch? Because they do decide their name, right? Um, when they ascend the throne, they can yeah, choose their so name. So she's always preferred a second name or a middle name, which was Victoria. But it was actually after her godfather, Tsar Alexander I. So Alexandra? Alexandrina. Oh. Um, so her nickname was always Drina. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Not Vicky. Oh, Vicky just a so Tory. Also, so Vicky has a different connotation to Americans. Well, it doesn't probably has no connotation. Do you want a little bit more of my wine? I see you've finished. I'm okay. You're gonna be Thank good you. this yes. time. Yes. Last week was a headache. Um <laughs> so Vicky was uh, a sketch show. You know how we watch Key and Peel? Uh-huh. There's a British one. Oh, I can't think of it. Um Matt Lucas and anyway. And there's this chav. Chav. Chav, like, uh, that we don't have the equivalent in the US. They're just, they're just not the same. Um, called Vicky Pollard. Or Vicky Pollard. And she's mm-hmm. just, like, scummy. Uh-huh. And that's why Vicky is not a, a well-liked name. So uh-huh. that's why she'll never be Vicky. Like, But I knew there was a Victoria. I thought you were almost a Holly. I, I, if I was a girl, it was Holly or Victoria. Mm. Holly would have been stupid considering what our last name is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're a boy. Holly Reef. Um, so, she was literally born to be queen, and this is why I was going to say like it's a little mm. different. So get this. But it wasn't like her father. No, so... Um, Despite her grandparents, the King George III and Queen Charlotte, I don't know, it was a Queen Charlotte, um, having 15... Queen Consort Charlotte. It's probably Queen Consort, right? Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, Having 15 children before Victoria was born, there was only one legitimate heir to the throne in her generation, which was King George IV's daughter, Princess Charlotte. However... Charlotte tragically died at childbirth before producing an heir, leading her uncles, including Victoria's father, Edward, on a feverish quest to marry and produce a legitimate heir. So basically they were worried that the line was going to... Die. Yeah. But, so was Queen Victoria's father illegitimate? No. Because <coughs> it was an uncle. Okay. Was an uncle of the, the, the king. The king. Oh, okay. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me, pesky cough. Um, so this this is this is funny. Um, Edward swiftly married uh, the widowed German princess Victoria, sometimes written as Victor Victoire, Victoire, which is V I C T O I R E. Of Saxe-Coburg-Salford, I think you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And together they had Victoria a year later. So they were basically like doing it just to keep the family line going. And she was a widow as well, right? So yeah. it's like, um, so yeah, she was born to be queen, 
was that that was a whole piece. Oh, that's crazy. Um, first uh, royal family member to live at Buckingham Palace. Okay. No, um, didn't. Well, also Prince Albert, didn't he buy Balmoral for her? Yes, that's right. That is correct. Um, yeah. It's not mentioned in, in, in my research. Um, she was barely five feet tall. Oh, she's little. She's little. Yeah, like, tiny, barely five feet tall. Yeah. Um, I mean, Queen Elizabeth was not very tall. Low, low. Um, but yeah, five feet. Which is strange because when you see the portraits, you don't. I mean, like you just yeah, they probably like her. Like, hey, can you add a couple inches? Yeah, but it's just interesting. Like, you just imagine standing up and thinking this magnanimous kind of like person, individual, and the mm-hmm. smaller than a fridge. Um, she became queen when she was eighteen. Okay. Oh, that's young. That's really young. Um. Because it says so, Victoria was woken from her bed and informed that her uncle, King William the Fourth, had suffered from a heart attack, died during the night less than a month after turning Aww. eighteen. She's queen. Um, so does that mean Prince William will be King William the Fifth if he chooses William? Yeah, it could be Billy. Oh. <laughs> um, she's multilingual, so. Uh, she was an adept linguist. Aren't they all multilingual? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shouldn't they be? Um, Elizabeth, from what I understand, spoke pretty good French. Yeah. So she was, uh, and, and I think like if you are looking at an empire, you need to be able to speak yeah. the language of right. your um, empire constituents or whatever. Um, so she fluent both English and German. Uh, my brother says German roots because so she was bilingual. Well, th- th- this is where it gets a, a little bit uh, interesting. Um, the Queen was also pretty f- uh, fluent in French, Italian, Latin. I mean, Latin's a dead language, so it didn't really matter. But, but maybe th- not when she was alive. No, it was. It was dead. Um, Still pretty cool to know Latin, though. Yeah. Um, but then, no, the, the other piece about it was so she learned Urdu um, uh, and uh, partly Gujarati. Which wow. is uh, Indian, yeah, and um, because of her servants, so she wanted to be able to, to communicate with them. Um, oh, that's and really nice. Remember when we watched uh, that Mr. movie, Mr. Brown? Yeah. And wait, no, it wasn't that. It was, I think it was Balmoral. It was that Balmoral documentary we watched, and she had a, a servant that came from uh, India, and then it was to, to communicate with him. Um, she proposed to oh yeah Albert, um, which she was. <laughs> In her lead up to her 17th birthday party, then Princess Victoria met her cousin, her first cousin, <laughs> Prince Albert, um, and then proposed four years later. Um, there you go. Insane first cousin. Um, yeah, and, and I think that is nice. It is a love story, but first cousin. Oh. I mean, that, that used to be the thing, right? Hey, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip were like second cousins still. So your cousin at the end of the day. Yeah, you're so related. Um, so uh, Christmas is another... You talked about the wedding and stuff like that. Um, so you can thank Queen Victoria and her husband, Prince Albert, for your Christmas tree. They popularised the custom in 1848 when Albert sent decorated trees to schools and army barracks around Windsor. 
The image of the royal family decorating tree was also published that year, inspiring other British families to do the same. Um, Victoria and Albert were very hands-on in the process. Queen Victoria and Prince Albert brought the tree into Windsor Castle on Christmas Eve, and they would decorate themselves. Seems a little bit of a stretch just to do it the day before. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But they would do it themselves. Um, they would light the candles and put the gingerbread on the tree, and the children would be brought in. Now, this stuff I've always thought about is like, Candles on the tree. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the smartest, but I, I still don't understand it. Yeah, but um, they, but yeah. Okay, so you're right. They had nine children. Um, though famously, she wasn't the biggest fan of babies. This is a crazy stuff. Um, her son and daughters would later go on to marry into several other European monarchies, and would go on to produce. 42 grandchildren. Her descendants still rule over several countries. Um, So I'm going to talk about her descendants, and this is the last piece of it. Um, I mean, when you have nine kids. Yeah. Yeah, but this is what they did to try and keep peace in Europe at the time, Mm -hmm. was to marry off, and that's why they they were cousins. There's approximately 28 surviving monarchies in the world. Between uh, five and seven of them are descendants of Victoria. Wow. Um, so, first one, King Harold V of Norway. Okay. King Philippe VI of Spain. Mm-hmm. King Carl XVI Gustav of Sweden. Queen Marguerite II of Denmark. She needs to get her teeth done. King Philippe. Of Belgium. Um, and then there's like a few other pieces as well. Like she was, uh, there's, in this particular thing, she was a grand, uh, her granddaughter was Alexandra Fedronova, um, which was Tsar uh, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the, the family that. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the last Tsar, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy seeing this picture. I mean, I'll show you. It's like. Um, yeah. A little five foot Queen Victoria yeah. in there. Um, oh, that's crazy. And uh, so that's Russia. She also had ties uh, to King Wilhelm, which was the, the Kaiser at the, the start of, before he was abdicated, was the start of the First World War. So okay. Germany. Mm-hmm. Romania. It's basically everyone. Yugoslavia. Um, and, and Greece. Wow. So there's, it's it's interesting that her legacies lives on five five monarchies yeah five european countries in modern in modern day time <laughs> like that's yeah over a hundred years later and stuff that's mm-hmm. that's what the targaryens were talking about they are the targaryens they are the targaryens that's it <laughs> um so i think that I'll, was a good royal day in history good topic yeah yeah. And I'm guessing we're done. Yeah, yeah, that's all we have this time. Um, but again... Well, all we have, Jesus, it's been five <laughs> hours. That was but, fun. Um, yeah, it was fun, but thanks everyone for listening. Again, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, we are Dutch and Baron. We also have a blog where we were, we're doing a series on the Royal Line of Succession. Um, and give us a shout out if you have... 
anything you want to talk about. And if you like this episode, give us a five-star review. Yeah, and uh, to, to play us out of this episode as no surprise, it's Kate Bush. We'll see you next week. <laughs>